the main event. Episode 5. <laughs> Yo, let's get it. Hopefully it doesn't seem like an hour. Hopefully at the end of the day when you look back on this stuff, you're thinking to yourself, man, I can't believe that a whole episode went by and uh, it's over now. I uh, I wanted to go ahead and get into this week's episode and uh, just tell you that, again, thank you for support. Uh, if you're listening and people are asking you, you want to share with somebody else that doesn't have uh, an iPod because that's just like the easiest way to get the episode, check out the website, www.themaineventpodcast.com. If you can't remember that, just remember to look at the main event on Instagram, Facebook, or even on Twitter. Uh, there's links in the bios. Go ahead, hit the, you can get the episodes and subscribe on the website so you don't miss anything. And believe me, today, today's episode, you don't want to miss it. I've been getting some feedback, mostly from my friends, because that's, hey, that's that's really who's listening right now. And so uh, thank you guys for listening. And one of the things I got in conversation this past weekend was he's like, hey, man, I really enjoyed your last episode um, and the transition from prostate to leadership. Uh, I don't think anybody else could make that. But uh, one of the things we talked about is the format and the style, you know, and really I'm just really looking for my stuff and in the first episodes I talked about how uh, with the boxing theme I'd have undercar stuff and then I have my main event which would be the leadership stuff and that's how this episode is going to go and not really a lot of undercar stuff today I really just want to get to the main event Um, but I did want to uh, sort of talk about that for future episodes and stuff is that I still of course reserve the right to (laughs) tell stories Hopefully, though, I can weave those stories into the leadership. And so they enhance and don't take away. uh, You know, I've had a very interesting life, and i got tons of stories. And hopefully I can kind of bring those stories to you, let them relate in a more constructive way. And, I mean, they are for entertainment. 
<laughs> they really are. If you didn't laugh at the last, last episode, go ahead and uh, del- delete it. Um, delete all this because uh, the, the sense of humor doesn't really get uh, much better than that. Um, but yeah, I just want to have a bigger focus on the leadership. That's the that was the inspiring thing that uh, the reason I, I started the podcast because I have this twenty plus years of military experience and leadership and molding and mentoring and stuff, and I'm constantly giving out uh, my take and my advice and my views on leadership and mentorship. Um, and so I thought that this would be a perfect format for that. So that's why I'm excited about this uh, week's episode. We're going to make sure that we get to the our roots so much. It only took five episodes, uh, four and a quarter, <laughs> if you count last week's uh, little nuggets. But um, And so for today, we're going to make sure we start off on a really good, strong basis for our leadership because everything really is going to kind of stem off the things that we talk about today as we get into our mentorship and development and stuff. Um, a little house cleaner from last week. Hopefully, as you listen to this episode, I have solved my sound problem. Uh, the, the episodes, sound-wise, they sound great when I record them, um, but I was getting a lot of feedback and uh, some whining and stuff. Hopefully, you don't have that this week. Hopefully, I've solved that. And uh, <laughs> just give me a like for that. Um a lot of stuff I'm working with over here, and you know, like I say, I'm my own sound engineer, and I, I, I should have fired me a couple of episodes ago, but I, I have faith, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm letting me learn my craft a little bit, and hopefully this comes out better for you guys. Uh, and also, still working on the YouTube stuff. Hopefully, I can have that up and going in a couple of weeks, and uh, you can kind of see what's going on Uh with my studio and some other things and hopefully I'll be able to go live on some locations and stuff and do, just do some different things and kind of mix it up. Um, because of when I record, um, I'm going to have to learn how to do, uh, mix and edit and I just do one take like I normally do uh, so I can get some of these interviews. I got people that, you know, the time I record on Fridays, people are working right now. And uh, so I've got to work that in and I, I will. I'll get that taken care of too. But, um, so this episode, (laughs) this is the episode that if you're working somewhere and I'm not going to say you have a weak boss or supervisor, but maybe they're just, you know, they're struggling a little bit. This is the episode that you go in on Monday morning and you put this episode on and you play this in the background, you know, forget your radio station or your sports stuff that you normally play in the background at your desk and stuff, put this on and play this in the background. And maybe your boss might walk by and say, hey, what's that? He turn it up a little bit for him. Turn it up a little bit for him and let him hear. So this part going forward, <laughs> we, we don't want you uh, putting out there that you think maybe your boss is weak. But um, so what we're going to get into today is <clears throat> the foundation of what I believe um, are some the your motivation for leadership and stuff. Uh, in the military, uh, we have what's called core values. And every branch has their own core values. And core values are different from like a mission statement because the Air Force has its own mission statement, but we also have core values. Uh, mission statements are usually one to three sentences, maybe four, uh, that kind of describe what the overall direction 
that an organization is going in. The core values or the principles that build the foundation for anything that you do in your business, in your organization, and in this case, in your leadership. So in the Air Force, just for example, we have three core values. They're integrity, integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do. And just like the Air Force, I, I, everything in my mind kind of starts with that integrity. And so when we talk about the core values of leadership, um, our first core value is going to be the same as Air Force. You know, as a guy that's been in the Air Force for 20 years, of course, I want to steal <laughs> a little bit of Air Force doctrine, doctrine and stuff. Uh, because there's a lot, a lot of smarter people, lot of smart people out there, smarter people than I, uh, who have been doing this for a long time. And I'm telling you that if you're going to be a leader in today's world, you're going to have to have a little bit of integrity. Uh, actually, that's a lot. You're going to have to have a lot of integrity. You just are. You're going to have to have a lot of integrity, and you're going to be a um, responsible for making sure that people in your organization have it too. And so when I talk about integrity and uh, and why it's the first and kind of the cornerstone, and anybody doesn't know, when you have a cornerstone in masonry and stuff, that's the, that's the stone that really helps in the foundation to keep the building up. And this is a cornerstone because if you don't have integrity, if basically you're just not a trustworthy person, if you're not a person of your word, um, then everything else I talk to you after this kind of doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, you could be the nicest guy in the world, but as soon as you walk around the corner, I don't see you, and therefore I, I don't know what you're doing, and I don't trust that you're doing the things that you said you were going to do. Everything else we talk about from a leadership standpoint falls apart. Unlike uh, the Air Force that has only three core values, I think leadership is a four-point kind of approach to core values and stuff. Um, The square, if you will. And so I've got integrity is the the first thing that we got down there. Um, And then we have transparency, sincerity, and then finally selflessness. Um, So we're going to talk about each one of those a little bit in detail today and kind of break it down and maybe even give uh, examples you know, I've already really kind of gotten into integrity, but give examples of each of those core values and why they're so important. Like I say, integrity is the foundation. Same as the Air Force. Uh, 20 years has taught me that without this principle, like I say, everything else, you can just go ahead and throw it out. Uh, so as a leader, it's important that you, the people that work for you and under you and around you understand that you're a person of integrity and honesty, that you're somebody that they can rely on, um, that if they speak to you and they're speaking to you in confidence, that that's exactly what they're doing, that they're not talking to the whole office, that you're not going back to lunch with your friends and, oh, man, 
you wouldn't believe what the stuff that comes into my office and stuff like that. Absolutely not. You're not that kind of person. You're the kind of person that listens to people, allows them to vent without holding those kind of things against them. That That's that integrity component where if I tell you that on Monday we're going to start at 10 o'clock, we start at 10 o'clock. Um, and, you know, one of the things about leadership, and I'll talk about this, is that uh, it's just another point, part of human life, and therefore it can't be 100% all the time. And, I mean, there's going to be times that you fall down as a leader, uh, but if you have integrity, um, you'll lead up to our next principle, which is transparency. Um, <laughs> you know, when I think about the core value of transparency and leadership, one of the things I like to say is good leaders live in glass houses. Because um, they always say, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the saying about glass houses and throwing the first stone and stuff like that. Well, as a leader, uh, you, you kind of got a pile of rocks. But you understand that you live in a glass house and you have transparency about the things that you're doing. When you're making decisions, you know, it's like, and, you know, we, we go back into the integrity thing. If I told you it was confidential, it's confidential. But as far as your decision-making processes, um, you're not telling your employees business or you're not uh, you're not surrendering the confidence of your boss when you do things but for your part you need to be transparent even people that work in a community where they have to have secret clearances have to tell other people what's going on no one's an island unto themselves and when people see what your thought process is when they see what your method is that you come to to make your decisions and stuff, there's a couple things that happen with that. One is part of our mentoring is that you allow people to see how you work out a problem. I used to hate in school when the teacher would be like, I need you to show your work. Um, because I'd be like, well, I don't want to because I got the answer. The answer is nine. Um, but in leadership, that's what transparency really is. It's showing your work. And the reason that's important is your job in any leadership role, I don't care how small, is to develop people. And how do you expect people to develop if they don't know how you got to an answer? You've got to show your work. You've got to be able to stand in there and let people see. Now, this one's kind of a, a difficult one because a lot of people, when, when you start going through these uh, things and I said, hey, you got to have integrity, a lot of people raise their hand and say, yeah, man, I've got integrity. You know, I was raised in a good household, and even if I wasn't raised in a good household, I know the difference between right and wrong. I got that one. This one's a little more sensitive because you're allowing people to throw rocks at your glass house. Because they can see inside and they can see the way that you're getting to things. And this is the part of leadership that a lot of people don't like. It's an uncomfortable part of leadership because you're putting yourself out there in front of the people that you're supposed to lead. And a lot of people would rather move in silence and 
just come to the answer and people go, oh, man, you know, that's awesome. The The deal when I was younger with showing your work is that sometimes you can, you can arrive at the right answer in the wrong way. And what you don't want to do is continue to lie, rely on that as a method of getting to the right answer. You know, there's a possibility that I sit there and I come up with a solution, but I didn't really arrive. I kind of guessed, really. Uh, everybody was going that direction. You know, that seems to be north for me. Um, either I have a compass and I'm reading my compass and it points north, or I'm just pointing in a direction and guessing and hoping we're going north. Uh, we should always be moving up, up, moving to that northern star. Um, and we'll talk about that one day, the northern star that we look for in our leadership. But as far as our core values and stuff, this transparency is a real big one to get into. Um, it'll probably be one of the most uncomfortable things that you do. But here's the benefit to you. If you're doing it wrong, people will let you know. <laughs> and the you know, there's a there's a big thing in that and a lot of people are like, man, well if I'm in charge, I can't have the people underneath me thinking I'm an idiot. Um believe me, no matter what you do, people underneath you will probably think you're an idiot. Um if you have integrity and then you have your transparency where you own up to the things that you're doing. And therefore, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Maybe I just, you know, I, I just didn't know. And things change. Man, things change so much out here day to day, um, month to month, and year to year. As far as our technology, the way we communicate, that has been one of the most explosive things that when it comes to leadership. Uh, things have changed. You know, um, how fast we can convey directions in our messages now through um, the way we communicate is mind-boggling. So if you have that transparency, people are going to come at you a little bit. And that's okay because if you're in a leadership role, you need to be prepared to be in the fire. And I would say prepared to be in there about 95% of the time because, there, you know, there's a little bit of leadership that comes in there where it's it's not – uh, hard work, but if you're really leading stuff, you're going to be in that fire all the time. And having people question, and it's a good thing, you want people to question you. And I, I know it's kind of intuitive for some of you guys, but you want people to question you because if they're questioning, they don't understand. Or maybe they don't agree. And this is the part of your leadership where you teach them. Where you say, hey, look, I know you don't understand, but I've got X, Y, Z amount of years of experience. Um, I've, I've done it this way, this way, this way, and this way. This is my consistent way of arriving at the right answer. And for a lot of guys, that's all they need. And they have to be able to, to feel comfortable with you. And you, they can get comfortable with you if you're transparent with them. They'll be comfortable because they'll see what's going on. They'll know that you're an upstanding guy because you got that solid cornerstone going on with your integrity and stuff. And they know when they come to you and say, hey, boss, I um, I don't get it. Because you're not going to work wherever you're working right now forever. Somebody else has got to take your job. You got your job from somebody else. Even if you're an entrepreneur and you're out there 
eventually you want your company to grow and outlive you. So somebody's got to take your spot eventually, whether that's a family member or somebody that you bring in from the outside. doesn't matter. These, these principles apply no matter if you're working at Costco's or you're working down here at a flower shop and you got a couple employees. You're leading and you being transparent allows your people to look at you and go, okay, I know what's going on. And if you, if you were to do a survey right now with people, I'm telling you, one of the things that frustrates people a lot is, I don't know what's going on. I kind of just feel like I'm filling up bags of sand, and that's my job. You know, it's kind of assembly line work, and I don't see any value in my work. Another episode for that, but right now that transparency will allow them to be able to feel a little more comfortable coming to you and understanding what's going on because they see what's going on and your transparency is a, is a, a keyhole for them to look through to see what the bigger picture is going on. At least in your de- your department, in your section, in your work group and stuff, you can sit there and allow those people to come to you and see a little bit of the bigger picture because if you're in leadership, you're supposed to have a little bit more picture than everybody else, but they can see how you're putting all the stuff together from these work groups, from this assignment, and how you're coming together. It's going to be transformational in your leadership. Now, I move on to the third block, and this block is really, really important. Um, Sincerity. So, you know, we, we covered your integrity now you're working on your transparency so people can see what's going on so they can learn from it. So you're showing your work. You're living in that glass house and you're showing your work. Now we get to sincerity. Transparency is probably the most uncomfortable of the cores if you if you never practiced that before. Sincerity is probably the core value that you either have it or you don't. And what it really is, is that you have to truly care for your people. People know when you're faking it. When you show up on Monday and you come over and you go, Hey, Tim, how was your weekend? Okay, good. Hey, look, I need those numbers for the TPS report. Do you really care about Tim's weekend? Do you really care about Tim? Or do you just want to, you know, do your numbers? Um, It takes just a little bit. A little bit of sincerity goes so far. But like I said, it's one of those things. Either you care or you don't. I've been to a lot of workshops and developmental stuff. And I remember one in particular where the... uh, the guy that was teaching the workshop, it was a very good workshop too, by the way. But uh, the guy that was teaching the workshop, he uh, he kind of touched on this for a little bit, and he was talking about the if you ever heard the the saying that you know when when people uh, work for you and they like you, you know they'll they'll climb walls for you, but you know they if they love you they'll bust through the wall for you, kind of thing. And that's probably a horrible paraphrase of that uh, that saying. But the the point is, is that when people are passionate about the people that they work for, 
they'll do things that other people wouldn't do for you. I'll throw this out there. And maybe as you listen to this, maybe you fall in this category. But it's true that a lot of people out there work just enough not to get fired. That's it. That's the totality of how much effort they put into their jobs. They have looked at the handbook, they listen to you, and they think to themselves, this is the minimum amount of work I've got to turn in. Especially if you've got quotas at your job, they're hitting the quota. Unless there's a monetary incentive to make them work harder, like bonuses, to exceed those quotas. So you think to yourself, well, why would somebody? Because really, honestly, what we pay for when we, we salary and we hourly employees and stuff, what we pay for is the minimum. And I, I, I think that a lot of people in business need to understand that what you're really paying for is the minimum. Good leadership inspires the maximum. Money will only guarantee you the minimum. People will not, I don't care how much you pay them. I'm telling you, you could raise their rate to $50 an hour. And they will still only do the minimum that they think they can get away with to get to $50 an hour. doesn't matter if it's minimum wage or 50. You only pay for the minimum. That's why managers and supervisors in your organizations are so important because they must inspire people to perform past what you actually paid for. Now, I think a lot of people think, well, no, I didn't pay for the minimum. You did uh, because at some point you wrote in there, this is the minimum acceptable behavior for our company. You can't do this. You can't do this. This is kind of allowed, but we frown upon it. You set up a structure there that says, if you stay above this line, if you don't dip below this line, you can stay here. And most people say, well, that's what you paid me for. A lot of people go to work and go, Y'all didn't pay me enough for this, for what you're asking me to do. And the reason they say that is because money only buys the minimum. So when we're looking at your core value of uh, sincerity, sincerity goes a long way to inspiring people to get past that minimum. When people know that you care about them as individuals, when you value their opinion, when you want their input, that's when they form that bond with you that says, you know what? I know that Jermaine's a great guy and, you know, so he, he's, he's, he's shown me his integrity, keeping his word. He's a trustworthy guy. He's shown me his work. He's lived a transparent life as a leader for me. And he cares about me and the things that I've got going on. Not strictly related to what I do here Monday through Friday or whatever your work schedule is. One of the things that um, I used to do with my guys, um, 
Um, so I worked as a, one of my jobs in the Air Force. I worked as a uh, air crew scheduler for our section. And basically what that means is, is that we would have missions that go out, flying missions go out, and I would have to find somebody to fly on the airplane to do the mission. So it was my job to call people, <laughs> to call people for work. And I did a job for seven, eight years and stuff, and I never had a problem finding people. One of the things, though, that was um, I did, and I didn't do it for any other reason than I was truly sincere about uh, the people that um, I really cared for, the people that I serviced, because that's what leadership is. It's servitude. Um, but I would always call people whether I had a trip for them or not. If I hadn't heard somebody, if they hadn't been out, we hadn't been flying a lot, I'd call them up. And when I first started doing it, it was, hey, I see you calling, and hey, I know I hadn't been out there in a little bit and stuff. I'm like, hey, I was just calling to see if you were okay. I hadn't seen you, wanted to know what was going on. Hey, the last time that we talked, you were talking about your son or your daughter was sick and some things were going on. Is that better? What's going on with you and your wife? Or, you know, if they got, you know, just whatever. Hey, you know, uh, how the dog's doing. And I know at first a lot of people were like, "Mm, you know, is that too invasive? Well, you know, if it is, and that's one of those things that we'll talk about later when you're talking about um, maximizing your exposure with your employees and, and your subordinates and stuff, um, and you're actually having those real conversations, that's one of those things you can find out. Hey, look, I don't want to be too personal, but I want you to know that you're more than just a cog in the machine, that my sincerity is real when I talk about you. When I ask you how your weekend was, I really do care about how your weekend was. But when you're sincere, it really changes the dynamic of your relationship because it's not just, oh, that's the guy I work for. That is the guy that calls me and checks on me and makes sure that everything's going right, the vacation went all right. When we, you know, it doesn't always have to be outside of work. It's nice if you've got the time to do that. I was in a position where because I was on the phone all the time, when I would get off the phone, I had a couple minutes and stuff. It was easy just to call up a couple guys. Hey, what's going on? Nope, don't need anything. Just want to know what's going on, thinking about you. Is there anything that I can do for you? Because leadership is servitude. So you sit there and you're in your leadership mind frame and you're thinking to yourself, but I don't know if I got that kind of time. I'm telling you, your employees are your number one resource. How do I know? Because for most businesses, that's where you spend 50% of your money is on employees. Salaries and insurance and everything else that comes along with it, training and stuff like that, probably more than that. So that's what makes your business hum. If you can get on, if you can't get past this, um, that I, I kind of got sidetracked, but that um, workshop I went to, uh, the guy was touching on stuff. He said, you've got to, you've got to, care about your employees. And I raised my hand. I said, Hey man, if this is the first time that you've heard that or that that means something to you, you probably don't care. And people can tell. Um, but I'm telling you, if you're looking for greatness, not just being in, in a position, but being great at your position, this is one of those things that you've got, got to, got to, got to have, and you got to show it to your people.
And the only way people believe stuff, whether it be your integrity or transparency, and now your sincerity, is that you're consistent with that and you constantly are doing that. It's not just here and there, you know, but you have a consistent manner in which you approach that and that you have some compassion to that's what your sincerity um, about your employees and what they're got, what they have going on and what you're doing. So after you've got that foundation going with that, the last thing, the last pillar of your core values, um, because we're going to stand up this leadership model on these four pillars, these four core values of leadership, it's selflessness. If you have taken a leadership role within your organization, you need to understand something. The good of the organization and the employees come before your goals. I can't tell you how many times I've seen guys ascend to a leadership position and it's with, and and you know what's going to happen because they were kind of, um, they were kind of, they were the kind of guys that kind of kiss ass and stuff and they were all about themselves and, you know, they were tooting their own horns and stuff and that's how they got noticed by their leadership and stuff. And somebody said, man, let's make that guy a leader. And he gets the leader position, leadership position. And now the organization and employees work for him. He doesn't work for them. In the military, um, all ranks where they're also enlisted go from a, E1 to an E9 or O1 to an O9. Um, and for me being an enlisted member, uh, I'm an E8. And so I work for an E9. And, um, there are a lot of people in organizations who ascend to that last position, that E9 position. But the way that they act, they somehow have been misled to believe that there's an E10 position out there. Um, and it's through those kind of selfish kind of things that they're doing that people look at them and go, man, what is the deal with that dude? Well, it's because that guy doesn't have any selflessness. You know, it, this kind of, uh, ties into the air force core, core value of service before self. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to ask that you, uh, you, you, you die, uh, for McDonald's. That's not what I'm asking. Um, uh, let the big Mac, uh, let the Big Mac go. What, what I'm asking for is the selflessness, the idea, this core value that you uphold, that your needs are not even secondary. Because the organization who employs you, th- those needs are first. But then the most important resource the organization has are their employees, and the organization has chosen to put you in a position to affect and to develop those those employees. That's the most important resource, and therefore that's the most important thing for you. Whatever the goals of your organization and then the people who work for your organization, it's that inverted pyramid that happens where as you climb higher, your responsibility kind of shifts um, to the people below you. Because that's what leadership is. Again, selflessness. And I can tell you, 
many a times I've seen guys, like I said before, who've ascended these leadership positions or um, in private industry, what I've really seen outside the military is, is that there was money. Uh, there was an open position, and everybody loves money, right? Everybody loves money. And so a supervisor's job came open. And the person who put in for the job had no intentions of being a leader. None at all. But like everybody else, we want to do better for our families. Man, I tell you, if there's, if there's an opportunity for me to do better so I can do better for my girls, absolutely. I want to take that opportunity. What I, what I like to tell people, though, but if you're taking that opportunity and it's not just a lateral move, it's a step up and it's a leadership move, you've got to understand these four core things before you get into that job. And if you're already in that job, then these four things are going to help you become a better leader. A lot of times we just need to be focused in on what it is we're doing, and this is your craft. And and so I'll bring it back to a money thing for you. If you're a leadership position and the reason you got into it is for money, if you want to get out of it and lose that money, then don't do any of these things. If I'm a developer and I go out and I buy uh, these condominiums and stuff and I hire people on to run my condominiums and I got a manager out there, a property manager that manages and stuff and the property manager comes back and the employees are upset and the property's not doing well and stuff and I talk to the manager and stuff because I'm the owner, I talk to the manager and I go, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? Why is everybody upset? Why am I losing money? Well, you know, people are quitting. I'm losing money. I'm losing tenants and stuff. What's going on? And you tell me, hey, look, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, boss. I didn't really, I didn't, I, I, I just wanted to manage the property. I didn't want to manage the people. I didn't want to have to deal with this other stuff. I don't, I'm not really equipped for this other stuff that's going on. You know what I'm going to say to you? Hey, that's not a problem. You're fired because I, I need somebody in that position to do that. And simply taking a position and holding a position are two completely different things. These are the principles that are going to help you. And I'm telling you, this last one uh, is important simply because if you, if that, that, that comes, comes, kind of comes back to how they all blend in together. If you got that integrity and you're being transparent about things you're doing and you really care about your people, then this last one is kind of a give me that your needs are going to come last. You know, so you moved up to an intermediate position and stuff, and your goal is to be uh, at the very top. I'll use myself as an example. Like I say, I'm an E-8 in the Air Force, and there's a possibility, um, and the possibility is just because I'm alive, not because somebody told me something, but because I'm alive and I've been training and, I, and, and uh, that I could one day before the end of my career move up to that, ascend to that last uh, leadership position and uh, get that last stripe. So there's some ways I can go about it. I can use the people that work for me and I can kind of drive them real hard and I can benefit from their work and use that as a self-promotion to get there. I can do that. I've seen people do it. Um, you know, I've, I've seen the one of the models out there on the backs of many. <laughs> how'd I get, how'd that guy get there on the backs of many? Uh, 
He he used everybody that was working under him and used that to propel himself up. Um, what I'm saying with this last one, the selfishness, selflessness, is that what you do instead is is that you take care of your people. You, you show these core values and stuff. And if that's available for you, I think your leadership will see who you are. And those are the kind of people that they want to promote, that they want to move up uh, in your chain of command and in your industry and in your jobs and stuff. When you get, when you're, when you're displaying these core values, these four important core values of leadership, when you've got that integrity, that transparency, that sincerity and that selflessness, all working together and you're hitting and your ploys are going to really show that you're doing it right. They're going to show because their performance is going to change because leadership really is about influence. And when you have built your leadership on these core values, I guarantee you your influence is going to get off the charts with your people. They're the most important resource. When they're working good, everything's working good. Um, you know, my bonus for today, uh, because I got a little time, and I'll, I'll talk about this. So I always tell guys um, there's basically nothing that I invent on my own. There's just too many people that have done this before. I don't care whose leadership stuff you're listening to. It, at the core of it, 75%, maybe even 80% of it is all the same stuff. Maybe packs a little bit different. Maybe you like this guy's stories. Maybe you like this guy's examples. Um, maybe you like the other 20% of that special sauce that somebody has. But leadership really, on a consistent basis, is about 80% uh, the same no matter who you listen to. And so I'm no different. And a lot of things that I have are just from years of experience and uh, being mentored and developed uh, by some pretty uh, great leaders one of the things that I do is if I find something, I use it. I will steal the hell out of it. So as a bonus for today, on top of your four core values of leadership, I'm going to give you my leadership mantra. Now, um, this podcast isn't big enough for me to get sued over this, but this is total copyright infringement on this phrase and stuff. Um, but here it is. Here's your leadership mantra that kind of goes with your core values is that the best milk comes from happy cows. That's it. Um, <laughs> that was a, uh, a commercial years ago that was out there and I, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really uh, a, a good thing in terms of leadership because that's, that's really what happens when you're displaying these core values. And your influence, your leadership starts to skyrocket. Your employees are going to be happier. If your employees are happy, they actually enjoy coming to work. They enjoy working with the people they're with and under you and your leadership. Your business is going to show production. Because remember, money only buys the minimum production. It, that's all it does. Your leadership inspires the rest. And if you increase your leadership by using these four core leadership um, values, then your new mantra is going to be the best milk comes from happy cows. And your employees are going to be happy and they're going to turn 
out so much more um, stuff for you. It, it, it will be, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just going to, it's going to be amazing how much better it is um, for you and your business when you sit there and you lead this way. Hey, it's uh, it's been a good Friday. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, we're going to uh, do our weekly talk. I'll be back next Friday. We're going to we're going to continue on into leadership. Like I said, I really wanted this to be the foundation. Um, I wanted you to kind of understand uh, these core values, these pillars that we're going to we're going to use to build our talk about leadership and mentorship. Um, uh, next week, we might get into some other stuff, some side stuff. Um, but again, the format is really going to be on this leadership stuff. I'm real passionate about it. If you, if you can't tell, um, uh, if you could talk to anybody that's ever worked for me and stuff, uh, I'm sure they would tell you that um, I, I try to live and exhibit these things. These are the things that we're going to pass on. We're going to get into uh, all kind of different avenues of leadership and stuff. But if you if you don't start with a solid foundation for what your leadership is really, really aligned upon, then you're going to see that um, you're not really doing yourself any justice. You, you've got to have this foundation. Again, that integrity is your cornerstone. That's what's going to hold everything together. That transparency is going to allow people to see how you get things done because, again, you're developing people and you want them to assume uh, your position at some point so you can move up. Um, I can't move up out of my position until I train somebody to take my position. You know, I've got to make another one of me, and that's kind of your job. We'll talk about that one day, how to clone yourself. Then when you have that sincerity and you really care about your people and you care about your organization and stuff, and you're not walking around with, oh, man, this place sucks, and oh, I don't like gym, stuff like that. Man, that, those are the kind of things that kill leadership. All these things, if you're not doing them, they kill part of your leadership. That's why they're so important. That's why they're cornerstones. That's why they're your core values. And then lastly, when you're self, that selflessness that you have and you understand that um, great leadership is its own reward. And if you're really doing it right, people will recognize your work. It'll speak for itself. You don't have to self-promote it and stuff. You can actually turn your attention on taking care of your people and Leave it up to the people above you to take care of you. And they will. If you're producing the way that this stuff's going to make you produce, they will take care of you. But, again, I just want to say thank you guys uh, for everything. Um, we started this podcast really in March. Um, had over 200 downloads of the podcast in March. Um when you look at the website, I look at my stats there, I had almost uh, 300 views, and that doesn't sound like a lot to a lot um, to a lot of people, but to me, it's huge. It means that you guys are listening. It means that you're subscribing, um, and that you're checking it out. And hopefully, uh, as an example for today, the content 
is worth your time. Again, check out the website, themaineventpodcast.com. Check me out on Facebook. Uh, subscribe, like, and uh, share. Hey, this has been another episode, and I'm telling you, I couldn't do this thing without you. And man, you're the best audience in the world, and I would never want to. Hey, take care. I'll see you guys next week.